This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Alright, Hebrews chapter 12. I'll do something from there. Praise the Lord. You know, what we've done is... Um, Thank God for the prayers that Dr. Ebele led. And um, we have announced that on Friday, on Saturday, and on Sunday, so Friday by 7 p.m., we shall be praying here. And then we say Saturday, 7 a.m., and then Sunday, 6 p.m. Um, we are interceding and praying. Now, we don't know when those prayers will stop because it will be a time. We've done it many times here. Um, you see, the, I've told you before that if you want a tremendous result, you have to pray. The Bible says the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails more. James chapter 5, even start from 16. But what the Bible says, if you are using amplified, the continued heartfelt prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available dynamics in his working. Remember what I, I have always said here. You don't complain to the doctor when you are giving a particular drug to use if you use it but not according to the prescription. So they can say two in the morning, two in the evening, and two in the night. If you take two in the morning and you don't follow it up, you cannot blame the doctor. When you study the Bible, we are not told to pray. The Bible did not say the prayer of a righteous man avails much. The Bible said the continue heart felt. So a righteous man can pray. There might not be a guarantee of an answer until you pray the way the Bible says you should pray. Is that right? In the school of the spirits, everywhere is there. I always say things I never plan to say. I don't know why. So here we go again. It looks like I was just going to give an announcement about prayer. Now that I'm being put. See, in the school of the spirit, there are prayers you pray once. And you stand by faith that you have been heard by God. So you bring in the principle of Mark eleven twenty four. 24. Whatsoever you ask when you pray, believe that you receive and you shall receive. If at that kind of prayer, you are beginning to walk in unbelief if you repeat it. Because the rule says, whatever you ask when we pray. So when you say, Lord, I need a t-shirt. <laughs> the Bible says, believe that you have received. That means you get up from your knees or from wherever you are standing and you are thanking God, Lord, thank you, my shirt arrives. You bless me with the shirt. The Bible says, when you do that, then you will receive. Believe that you receive. So believe first, then you receive. Many people want to receive first, then they believe. I get what I'm saying. Now, but that is one aspect. That will not take care of so many other things you are going to pray about. Are you following me? So for some reasons, when Elijah bowed his head and put his head between his knees on Mount Carmel and was praying, when he, arrived, he said, I hear the abundance of sea, of rain. In the spirit realm, he heard and he saw the rain falling. 
But at times there is a gap between the realm of the spirit and the physical realm, except there is a man to stand in the gap. Now you understand the meaning of standing in the gap. There is a gap. You will see a revelation, but to translate it to something tangible, you can have a dream like Joseph and wake up a pauper, even though you have just dreamt that you are a blessed man. You can receive a word of promise from the Bible, but then it's a promise. Somebody can even give you a prophetic word. That's why Paul told Timothy that you, war, you wage warfare with prophecy. Because it is not automatic that prophecy will be fulfilled. That's some of the mistakes that Christians make. But anyway, otherwise, Paul wouldn't have told Timothy that. He said, we've given some prophets ahead of you. He said, wage a good warfare by those prophecies. That makes you fight with them before you see their manifestation. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. So that's why there are different types of prayer. So, Elijah said, I heard the sound of abundance. Then he told the servant that go and check. Between what he was hearing spiritually and what he was seeing physically, there are two different worlds. I get what I'm saying. So the servant went and he looked and he said, sir, nothing. Nothing. Then he said, go and check seven times more. But all those six, all those seven times that the guy, the guy was going to check, Elijah never left the place of prayer. He didn't even stand up from the position or the posture he assumed. He stayed there praying. He understood that the Almighty said rain will fall. Everything is dry now. At times you will stay until you see the rain. So I'm telling you, faith is of two kinds. There is one that you believe, Mark 11, 20, 24. But there is the other side of faith, Luke 18, where Jesus said, men ought to pray and not to faint. And he ended the part by saying that when the Son of Man shall come, will he find faith or not? Now his definition of faith was the illustration of the story he gave. He said there was a widow in the city who came to meet the king and said, give me justice. And the king wouldn't answer him. And she kept coming day and night until the king said, hey, if I don't respond to this woman, she will wear me out. So, okay, come, you know, what do you want? So Jesus called what that woman did a persistency. Jesus called it faith. So there is the faith of asking once and believing. There is another definition of faith of asking repeatedly until you receive. Did you get that? And they are both what? <laughs> are you following me? Is somebody getting me? Praise the Lord. Wait, wait. Is that understood? Okay. Your yes is not strong enough. Did you get that? All right. Yeah. So, see, I would need you to respond very well because my, my voice is just recovering. I've been having meeting, meeting, meeting. So, two days ago, I was in Abiokuta and we spoke to you, quarter to one yesterday in the middle of the night. So, and then I came back to Lagos yesterday and I've been talking and I'm talking. And I had to see a couple somewhere. Um, they are not members of the church. I had to see them because they were about to say bye-bye to each other. And I was in there. I was with them for four hours. So the voice, my voice protested. Oh, boy. And I won't kill us. <laughs> so, <laughs> hallelujah. So I've been drinking hot water, which I hate so much. 
I love very cold water. Are you following me? Yes, Praise the Lord. <laughs> All right. So, so when I say amen, say amen very well. So that I don't have to say it a second time. That say amen. amen. <laughs> okay, say amen. amen. See, I said they want you. If I didn't see all that, now your amen wouldn't be that loud. God help us here. But when we come to church, we come to respond. Now say amen one more time. Amen. Africans will love somebody to put guilt on you before you respond. When you go for an Afri- when, when you tell Africans to pray and you don't pray, just say something like that. Everybody will pray. You want to see next year? If you know you are going to see next year, next year it may be loud, they will respond. Amen. Africans are living in poverty and they are afraid of dying. Why? <laughs> the Western world are living in prosperity and they are not afraid of dying. They are the ones who should be. <laughs> Amen. Those who are already poor should be like, well, if it ends, it ends. Anyway, it's not good here. See, everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die. Do you love heaven? Yes. <laughs> Anyway, let's not go there. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Are you following me tonight? Yes, sir. Okay, the most important thing is just to recognize. Now, the, the thing is this. So, how do I know which one am I to engage when I'm dealing with an issue? People have tried to explain this in a kind of giving out a formula. I believe that only the Holy Spirit can tell you which one. Because there are times you pray about something and there's a witness in your spirit you should continue. Remember, nobody knows you like the Holy Spirit does. And nobody knows the Bible like the Holy Spirit. So every teacher teaches according to the revelation that they have received. And what preachers do many times is that they teach you based on what works for them. It's okay because you cannot teach what you don't have. So this is why there are many, many routes in the spirit. It is true. That tells the fact that God is too big to be understood by one man. No matter the mountain you see, you can, you can climb a mountain through many directions. I used to climb Moru Morok a lot when I was young. Once in a while I get up, I still like doing that. I just like, now they put lift there, they spot the phone. But I don't use the lift, I climb. Because the phone there is for you to be afraid while climbing. I mean, to look at woman means like ants down there, and there's a path that you have to cross, and it looks like you are facing. If you are not a veteran climbing, fear will catch you. When were you? I thought they made the lift, they went there. Some of the other the medical students that were there, they were crying like babies, young ladies. Some of them stayed halfway, they couldn't go. And because we had moved them to some levels, they could not go back either. So they went at that level for us, <laughs> we went up. And I did something, one of them nearly fainted on top of the rock. When you get to the top, it's very flat and it's big, almost as big as this tent or bigger. The top is flat. You can run around. So when you get there, you have a feeling that, hey, thank God. Even though you know when you are going down again, your fear has started again. But momentarily, you relax. At least you have come up. We will think about going down maybe in one hour's time. We have fellowship on top of the mountain with Phoenix. So, so now at the edge, just at the end like this, I don't know why that rock has not fallen since. It's just sitting at the edge like this. It's about the height of maybe about seven, seven feet and quite a little wide, maybe like five feet wide. 
is sitting at the end as if it's about to fall, but it's staying there. Now, they usually say, if you have not climbed that one, you have not climbed Oluma. But you say you need an unusual audacity. <laughs> so, because it will look like five of you should push it to fall. And then if you are to climb it, it's already at the edge. That, that means you are, to, you are standing at the very edge and you are seeing the old city of Abelkuta. In SS2, I took it as a challenge, so I climbed it. Because two of my friends did, so I too did. So from that, the one I go there, I will climb. So I saw that some of the women were looking, is he going to climb it? I just did. Because I was raised in the city. I didn't tell them that, you know what, I've climbed it many times, so the fear is gone. But as a first timer, you can't try it. If you want to overcome any fear, do what you're afraid of doing. If you are listening to me and you still can't stay in the house when it is dark, when they take light, you take speed out <laughs> to the sitting room. You know, there's people like that. You cannot, even there are married people, you can't stay alone in the house in the night without remembering all the horror films that you have seen. And the devil will start afflicting you. Something will move under the bed. <laughs> I said, <laughs> are, you, are you with me? I enjoy praying when it is very dark. Even when I'm here, I don't put on the light in the night. Anytime from now, I don't put on the light. I switch off all the light. It's sweet when you are praying and it's dark. But fear will not let some people. There's some, somebody's pulling your bed sheets. There's nobody there. It's just <laughs> what to do is next time they take, next time, they, next time the, uh, the electricity fails or they take, just stay there. Close your eyes. You will be sweating. You will feel as if something is coming close. Stay. There's nothing. If you do it four times, you will know that there's nothing. Then you'll never be afraid of staying in the dark again. And remember, electric bulb does not stop demons from coming anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you think if you switch up the light, if you switch on the lights, the demons will be afraid because they are source of darkness. No. Hallelujah. Just tell yourself the truth. It makes no difference. I have seen a demon in my room before, before I got married. See, when I saw that every presence, I said to myself, and everything was vanishing, all I said to myself was, well, if you really had power over me, you would have choked me when I was sleeping. A man is more vulnerable when he's asleep than when he's awake. So why did you wait for me to wake up? Because you needed me to be afraid to give myself, to give you authority over me. That's all. That was what God said to you on the church. So they said, came to, when he went to Japan, and it was not a demon, it was Lucifer, the Lord of darkness, that came to his room, and he wanted to jump out. And he said, the spirit of God, you know, he said, he began to pray. And the devil laughed. He didn't see a man with horn. He saw a very handsome being with power and glory. The splendor killed the entire room. They must have felt all, all over the hotel that there was a living presence in that place. And was looking radiant, beautiful creature. And as I was saying, he said, Look, you said you are praying. He said, You think your prayer can affect me? He was speaking with a very wonderful voice. And young Joe said, The Spirit of God told him, Haven't I said in my word, He is the Father of lies. When He says your prayer is not working, that's when you should know your prayer is really working. Then He continued praying. And then he said, You know what? I'll get you another day. And he left the room. 
He said, when he wanted to jump out of the window, he wanted to jump out. The Lord said, if you run, you will lose Japan forever. There are 9,000 gods they worship in Japan. And he's a leading missionary to Japan. So God said, you will run. Because what first he said, that, said when he came to the said, Japan is mine. I have seen how you move in South Korea from 100% Buddhism to Christianity about 45% now. He said, you will not do that in Japan. Japan is mine. And the Lord said, you run, you lose Japan. If you were the one. <laughs> Even the way some people said, ah. <laughs> Lord, take, take care of Japan. <laughs> or send someone else. Hallelujah. Are, are you with me? It is the Holy Spirit. And one more thing. The Holy Spirit and one thing, and that is what... I actually wanted to talk about initially. No plan of saying everything I've said before. It just came from my spirits. But what I plan to say is this. I was going to talk briefly about the fact that one of the things we need in 2019 is spiritual growth, spiritual maturity. You must grow spiritually. It is true. And one of the ways of doing that is to understand Hebrews chapter 12. The Bible says that since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every sin and what? Weights. There are sins and there are weights. Weights are things that are not sin. They are not necessarily sins. God does not hold it against. It's not a sin. But if you want to grow, you've got to let it go. Some relationships, some associations, they are weights. They clog your ability to receive. Your spiritual antenna. Where you carry weights, nobody, because it started by saying that, that there is a race set before us. So let us lay out let, let, every sin and wait, and let us run with passing down the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, there is a race. Even if they ask you to run with, um, what's the name of that Jamaican guy? Usain Bolt. Even though you are not an athlete, but Usain Bolt is carrying. Traveling bag, four of them. And he's wearing Agbada. And the son of your mark said, Go with you. You will, you will get to the finishing line before him. He has the ability you don't have, but he's carrying load. Some Christians have been believers for many years. So much has happened in their spirit, man, but there is too much weight they are carrying, so they cannot be efficient as Christians. Most Christians don't have problem with sin. They will already say bye-bye to the world. Where they have issues is weights. And the most common weights nowadays, social media, television. There's nothing wrong with them. But they are soaking so much of your attention that your spirit man is going down. And you are not seeing it. You have, you have to ask yourself, as the new year is coming, where do you go to? I tell you, save your energy to fight only the necessary battles. There are battles you have to fight. But many times, if people are fighting 17 battles, only two are on the part of their destiny. The remaining 15, you are acquiring yourself. What to say, where you go, what to do. You can establish a conversation between you and somebody and start talking. 
And then they say something against you and you're angry. They were talking about you. But you shouldn't have even said anything in the first place. And that is a battle. Start fighting. This friend said this. This man said it. In my office, my boss said this. Angels will look at your pathway. They never, they, they've seen the real battles, but it's not part of, You just acquire this by yourself. And nobody can be strong fighting too many things. Hallelujah. So this is why directing your energy is very important. And remember, energy is neither created nor lost. It is converted from one form to another. It is true. Hallelujah. The spiritual energy of your life, don't let it scatter into too many things. Direct it to the right things. And one of, how we do this is what, that's why we grew up spiritually. What I said earlier about understanding the difference between those two types of faiths in prayer that, okay, this is a matter. How do I know that? Somebody has asked me that question for that. Lord, okay, I prayed about this matter. At what point do I stop praying and start giving God thanks? Only the Spirit of God and experience, which comes by spiritual growth, can tell you. As you walk with the Lord, there are things that the Holy Spirit will not tell you, but you will know by walking with Him. Spiritual growth and constant fellowship with Jesus Christ begins to shape your mind to start understanding like Jesus without necessarily being told what to do. I get what I'm saying. You can be so close to your parents that when they are not around, you will respond to a matter the way they would have responded. Say, my father can give you this boy. He will not let you touch this car. He didn't tell you to say to that man, or to the, he will let him touch this car, but he will not let him touch this car. There was time you were a child. You didn't know that before. Most African homes have things you cannot touch. One way, when I was investing, my father had a room in this, a, a, a refrigerator in his room. Whatever was in that one, you could not touch. But the general freezer and fridge, anything. Thank God I didn't grow up in a very, you know, tough uh, atmosphere. It used to be done when you're young, but after a while it stops. So, the rule in our house is that you put something in the fridge, you might just get that, you don't see it, and you are not qualified, you don't complain. So, when you buy something, you take it. <laughs> if you don't take it, then somebody else will take it. Like, you see, my mom never said this. By the time we all became teenagers, there was no full timetable again. My mom will cook for my father. And she will ask the rest of you. Oh, I'm making this for your father. How many bones we? Nobody? Fine. Take care of yourself. You are full stop in the house. So everybody could go to the kitchen. So I'd be like, okay, me, me, I just want rice. Somebody would be like, I want bread and egg. We had sufficient egg. We had bread. We had everything. Just, my mother would just say that I only cook for you. If I'm cooking for my husband and you are eating what my husband is eating. So you all do not take care of yourself. So she did that. She could, she would make soup for the entire house. Yes, bought those rice beans or look, this is what I'm cooking. I want to eat this. Your, your, your dad wants to eat this. Any other person eating that? No. So go and take care of yourself. I loved it then because I used to experiment in the kitchen. What I love most about this, I was so such a bad cook that whatever I cook, only me will eat, and it was good. So nobody was sharing. I will mess up beans and put it down. Even though I will enjoy it. And everybody will, they will avoid it. <laughs> and it made it so good. I mean, I'll go out and come and I'll win my beans. Oh, oh this beans is still Because I used to push sugar in my beans then. Um. 
I used to show guy in my yam. One day, somebody taught me how to make porridge, and I made and I put sugar. <laughs> somebody came to our house, tasted it, oh my God. <laughs> and my mom told that, that's for sure, I will ask you to take it. <laughs> we, it's a rule, yeah, we don't eat his stuff. He eats it all by himself. Hallelujah. I, I need to go back to those days. Start when I'm married now, I don't know how to... I've not been experimenting in the kitchen again. Well, growing up, I used to enjoy. Apart from bread, that was what I used to I just go to the kitchen and I mean, I could mix all kinds. And even some foods, I didn't have a name. I mean, I so much mix different things that I didn't know what to call. Even me, I didn't know what to call the name. So what did you make? I don't know. Taste, whatever, whatever, anything it tastes like, that's the name. <laughs> Hallelujah. My growing up was quite interesting. Are you, anyway, this is why it will be necessary on Sunday, we got to a crucial point when I was talking about the garments are wearing the spirit. I will just add this to that. Remember, a cloth can never tell a body how far to grow. When you are wearing something too small for you, you will tear it after a while. Most of the things that people bother themselves about in life, the answer is in spiritual growth. Even if you are wearing the wrong garment in the spirit, when you start growing, it will tear and something new will come. Many of the times people ask somebody to pray for them, it's just a matter of them growing up spiritually. And when you get to a certain level, hearing the voice of the Father will become a blessing that your life will carry. And when you can hear God's voice, the dynamics of your life have changed forever. That's the truth. Because now you can actually bring down the glory yourself at any time because you've learned to listen to his voice and remember he speaks at all times we haven't just been trained to be acquainted with his voice but if you start receiving this training so 2019 that's what we need sons of God will set Nigeria free Amen. there are men that corruption can't be part of their life so when they speak the nation will hear New leaders will emerge in 2019. Amen. You see, anytime the election is coming, the Bible says that, oh, thank you, Jesus. Can you take this? The invisible things of God are understood by visible things. Romans chapters 1 and 2, two precisely. Most, are you getting what I'm saying? Paul said God has shown it to them. And he, said, he was saying that if you want to understand things of God that you cannot see. Look at what God has created that you can see. The visible things of God, they explain the invisible things. If that is a principle in the Bible, every time an election is coming in a nation and about changing power, not changing power, somebody coming or somebody losing, in the realm of the spirit also, the scenario is about to change. Some are coming in and some are going out. It is true. So every nation, whether the election wants in five years or in ten years, once they want to elect people physically, in the realm of the spirit also, new people have been ordained and they have been selected also. It is true. In the next ten years, new names of men of God will come out. They will not come from critics and those who talk jargons. They will come from, and this, the operations of these new men will be different. But they are men who are praying not those who are busy attacking others, even though the order of Christianity will change. 
God doesn't use rebels. He uses those who take their time to prepare. They are called prophetic cave dwellers. They are all over the world. 7,000 names are not about to, about to bow. You don't know their names. But in their season, they will come out. And they will fulfill their assignments. Jehovah is never careless. He's never without a witness. And many times he hides them for a while. There will be some people somewhere preaching, preaching every day. Nobody knows them right now. But they are so faithful with the assignment God has given them. Praying for the people they are leading and speaking the word over them every now and then. All of a sudden, there is a move in the nation and you are hearing of them. That's what happens. That's the truth. If I can, you know, because they are recording, there are things I cannot say. If God also wants to take you far, one of the things he will do for you is to let you understand history. In our, they say in our hope lies our future, in our future lies our hope, but in our, in our history lies our hope. It is true. History is very important. When I was in UI, so in 200 level, I became the, what's happening? All the sound engineers have gone to do it as well. They've gone to box. <laughs> God has a way of teaching. When I was in UI, when I was 200 level, so I was the president of my fellowship. And, um, Later, I became the UIR 36 fellowships then. Winners Fellowship, Redeem Fellowship, Trend Fellowship, and all kinds of IVCU, SCM, Select Campus Fellowship. So later, I became the prayer coordinator of the General Christian Fellowship. I was also the president of my fellowship. Later, I became the president of the Joint Christian Fellowship. So more or less, you can say I was like uh, the representative of the Christian body, like what they would say, camp president. Before that happened... I was in my room. Interestingly, it's late now. The prophet died last year or two years ago. I was in my room. You will know Prophet Richard. My brother told me a lot about him before I came to UI, when my brother was in UI. I would give prophets to people, and but I never met him. So when I was in 100 level, we had the dinner in our fellowship. So I saw him at the front. I was just a small boy at the back there. So I saw him at the front. He walked in, three people followed him. He had been in UI for a long time. He was in medicine, then he moved to engineering. So he was in UI for a long time. And one day, so I was just looking for the Bible. Oh, that's the boy, they, that, that's the prophet they are talking about. But I faced what I was doing, and then the meeting ended. The service ended. One day I was just, there was no light. Everything was dark. I was in Namde as equal. Zika was boring that day. I was just standing. Should I go to chapel to pray? Should I go and visit a friend? Or that? All I was just thinking. Then I went back to my room. As I was about to enter my room, then I turned and I saw this guy coming. Ah, I was like, is that not the guy they call prophets? I thought he was coming to somebody around. So I closed the door, I went to my room until I heard a knock on my, and it was the one. The countenance was terrific. And it just stood like this. And for three hours, he told me the history of Christianity in UI. As he was talking, I was wondering, so why are you telling me? As if he heard what I said. He said, you are wondering why I'm telling the history of Christianity. You will know very soon, and left, and he never looked back. He kept going like that, like Elijah the prophet. He <laughs> told me the time the power of God moved so well in VCF that somebody was suspended in the air. He said it was there. That other them say, he came in. He wasn't even a member of fellowship. He said he was just passing, and he saw the glory atmosphere. That the power was so much. SUB, student union building in UI. 
and he walked in and sat at the park. He said he saw somebody for about seven minutes suspended in the air. Everybody saw it. But people did not even look at the puzzle. The anointing was too heavy. Everybody was down. And he told me how the time that I looked at the glory left. He told me some of the mistakes they made, how they were fighting themselves, and said everything. And then I said, oh, you understand what I'm telling you, and he left. There was another guy that called Director D. He lost two years as a vet student, and vet is six years. That means he spent eight years in UI. One day, he just said, you are so sober. I said, come, come to my room. And for about two hours, 13 minutes, he was telling me the history of Christianity in UI. I need to say, say you understand why we are telling you. I was in Andre level going to. Now, they both graduated, they left UI. Two years after, when I was coming as the president of the Joint Christian Fellowship, I remembered it. And Lord said, I made them to tell you, because history is important. I took my time to understand. I can tell you churches that have been at the forefront in Lagos and what happened to them that many of you don't even know their names again. Pastor Taiwo Dukoya, Pastor Bimbo, this one, that one, this pastor, that pastor, almost Reverend Sam, Pastor Poju, some of the popular names you are hearing now were in one church in this Lagos as members. And in, <laughs> to imagine the size of the ministry they have and that nobody knows that church again. And what happened? Somehow God had enabled men to let me know all these stories. It's important. I don't fully understand why I've been made to know all these things also, but time will tell. I get what I'm saying. So I said that just to say what I said earlier. Certain things the Lord will not tell you, but your work with him, the time that you have spent with him, will educate you on the decisions to make. And when you make those decisions, they will be exactly as though you've heard from the Lord. It is true. So growing should be your priority in 2019. Men and brethren, don't hold back from buying books, from listening to messages. Nobody grows powerfully by feeding only on Sunday message. During the week, hear more. Then begin to develop your prayer life. Can you double the amount of time you spend in prayer intentionally? Those are the decisions that you need to make about 2019. And you are going to see things that will happen during the year. Praise the Lord. I get what I'm saying. This is very important. Amen. Amen. Make up your mind. Build moments to pray. Almost every year, apart from other times that I go away to pray, I love last week of the year, you don't see me around, they know. But for some reason, I'll be doing a lot of things this last week. That was why I had to go last week. I was away the other last week. You need to separate yourself and pray. So for me, I have seen 2019. I saw a part of it while we were fasting in September. I saw a part last. So I, I have already crossed. I've seen it. And now we are working towards it. Has the Lord spoken to you specifically about 2019? If he has not, when we start praying on Friday, even before you come for prayer meeting, why don't you stop talking to people and pray? People can't help you. So Pray. Hallelujah. 
Are you, are you with me? I have found out the more you bombard heaven and the frequency of your bombardment or the depth, the, the how strong, I don't know the word to use, your bombardment is will determine how quickly you receive. It is true. When Paul was struck blind in Acts chapter 9, what God said to Ania, he said, go to the city straight. He saw Tarsus there. He said, behold, he's praying. The Bible says he was without food or water for three days. I believe what Paul was saying was that before I met you, I could see. Now I'm blind. I won't move until my eyes are open. And on the third, Ananias came and said, God has said I should pray for you, that your eyes be open, and that you receive the Holy Spirit. He was healed and he was baptized in the Holy Ghost the same day. Because for three days, he did not let what God said. He said, behold, if you use King James translation, he said, behold, he prayed. Oh, I remember it was Black Billy that did the kind of messages on that very some years back that everyone testified that somebody was praying. God was talking to another disciples and he affirmed that there is a soul. He said, behold, he is praying right now. That means we can feel it out. This guy is pulling us. Go do something about it. Many times we don't, we don't move God when we pray. We mention to him what the issue is. But prayer is beyond mentioning. Hallelujah. Paul, three days. I can show you different people. Jacob, one night, just one night. He said, unless you bless me, <laughs> I will never let you go. At times, it is good not to have a plan to end your prayer. So you switch off your phone. You remove your wrist towards Say, Lord, accept to answer. This is where I stand. And you start praying. Moments like that, it will shock you how compassionate our Heavenly Father is and how quickly we answer you. But see, many times as we are praying, say, when it is four, I want to go and see Sister Shade. And angel say, okay, no problem. Go and see Shade. If I see for like yourself <laughs> on your way. And then the following day, I want to pray. You just, you, you, you can't do that. It's not something you do every day. But moments that you are free, can you go like three to six hours and pray? Can you just sit alone? I will tell them from though we are Friday, we are starting to pray seven. From three, I will tell them to open the church and put on all the Can you take a position and pray? If your office are, if, if they have closed to your office and you are free, don't use that free time to see African magic you shall watch. But why don't you hear from God first? Don't, don't sit there. You've enjoyed Christmas yesterday. You've enjoyed Boxing Day today. I believe that from tomorrow, start praying. Okay? Don't use your holiday to holiday. You, you can just pray, 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 pray. Even if you are watching, can you just first of all say, okay, I separate three hours every day till the end of the year. I am praying about 2019. I want to pray about 2019 for five days and pray three hours every day for the next five days. Something will happen to you when you take decisions like that. I want to stop here. All right. Is someone blessed tonight? Amen. Shall we rise? Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to the teaching. We believe you have been blessed. 
Worship with us at David's Court, number 25 Mojidi Street, off Towing Street, Ikeja, Lagos. On Sundays, our first service starts by 8 a.m. and our second service by 10 a.m., while our midweek service starts by 7 p.m. on Wednesdays. Go and do great things. God bless you.